Guys, SAS Open is our next big event in New York City, March 16th and 17th. We'll have a thousand SAS leaders all sharing how they built their companies. Our keynotes are Henry Shuck, Marie Martins from Tally.SAO, Serbi from Symbol, Christopher of DocHub, who had a big exit. Again, hundreds of speakers, a thousand plus attendees. And we've got folks bringing their entire executive teams because we have stages for founders heads of product, head of finance and BD, CMOs and CROs, and then a people in HR stage. It's going to be special. Prices are increasing every week, so you don't want to wait. Go to sasopen.com right now to see what the ticket price is and lock in your spot today. Again, that's sasopen.com, March 16th and 17th in New York City. Tickets are almost sold out. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to getlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Guys, evotix.com, they've grown from call to 10, $15 million run rate a year ago to now over 17 million. So call it 50% year over year growth. They've only added 10 extra people. So that's efficient growth. They've got plenty of cash in the bank burning somewhere. Net burn wise called 100, 200 grand per month with a clear path to profitability or break even midway through 2020, 2023 here. It's the definition of controlled growth, not irresponsible, all-out growth, burning millions per month, controlled growth. Hey, folks, my guest today is Matthew Elson. He's the CEO of Evotix. He's transforming how companies manage health, safety, and risk and engage with their employees, delivering safe, nurturing, and compliant workplaces. Matthew, you ready to take us to the top? Uh, yes, I am, Nathan. You were one of our top uh, top episodes last year, and I think it's because you told the story of how you effectively bought software for like a dollar and then grew it to $14 million in revenue. That is that is Evotix. Um, walk us through, if folks missed that episode, walk us through what customers you serve and how they use you. Yeah, so we, uh, we serve uh, mid-sized businesses. We think of it as organizations of between 250 and 10,000 employees, and we help them to, to meet their health and safety needs. So if you're responsible for health and safety, you need to record, investigate your accidents, you need to uh, uh, understand your risks and mitigations. Your people are trained, your assets are inspected, your contractors are competent. Lots of our target customers are still doing that with pen and paper and Excel spreadsheets. Obviously, that's inefficient. It's difficult to demonstrate you're compliant and you can't really learn anything from your data. So mm -hmm. customers are using our solution to capture, store, organize their information, uh, workflows to demonstrate compliance and powerful BI uh, to slice and dice their data and learn where the improvement opportunities are. Uh, but first, and the key thing, I was going to say, Nathan, first, the key thing is about engaging employees because you only get so far with health and safety uh, with rules and procedures, right? So it's all about engaging your employees. So we're, we're mobile first, very user friendly. We look to get our app in every employee's hands and embed uh, safety at the heart of core operations. GlaxoSmithKline, New Balance, you've got great customers. I also love it looks like you're onboarding new customers and marketing with your own podcast called Two Bald Guys Talking Safety. Is that now right. launched and live? 
Yeah, yeah, no, that's been a great marketing initiative. Um, a little bit, little bit of humour, a little bit uh, as 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 you do with with successful podcasts, uh, but a serious message uh, as well, and uh, it's getting a great followership. Well, that's good to hear. Now, the reason I invited you back on is because we always do a survey of the fastest growing SaaS companies of the prior year, and you responded with some impressive growth. So, help us understand what did growth look like over the past twelve months. Yeah, so we will end uh, our, our financial year on about fifteen million of uh, sterling of ARR. Uh, and one five million, uh, fifteen one five fifteen million. Yes, and yep. uh, so that'll be forty percent growth for us. So that's up from, I mean, call that what you were doing about ten million in run rate about a year ago. Yeah, just over ten. Ten a year ago. Okay, very good. Now, what drove a lot of that growth? Was it expanding into current accounts or brand new customers altogether? Uh, mostly brand new customers. Uh, so we've got pretty good uh, net retention numbers. So we're at 110, 115% net retention. So we're expanding existing customers, but the core for us is new logo acquisition. Pull back that onion for me. 110 net dollar retention is made up by looking at obviously gross churn annually plus expansion. What was gross churn before adding back expansion? Yeah, so we're churning uh, back 5%. Uh, and so expansion then uh, is, is 15% uh, plus. And how have you oriented your expansion team? Are there a team of customer success reps with an expansion quota, or how do you get that performance? Yeah, we we restructured our customer success. So for us, the customer success is is purely customer success, right? So it's about helping customers to get the maximum value from their relationship with us and using the solution. Uh, we then have separately a customer development manager role which is about driving that expansion revenue. Uh, and for us, the expansions come from additional seats. They come from uh, new functionality because we're a modular solution. And they come from expansions where we've got into a division or a geography and we're able to go kind of company-wide. Mm -hmm. um, so just to be clear, your success team has no responsibility for driving upsells. The customer management team does. Well, everybody who's in part of the wider customer success family, of course, has a role in making customers happy and happy customers buy more. So in mm -hmm. that sense, yes, uh, all of our customer success teams uh, have a role to play. But in terms of the actual commercials and driving the commercials, it's with the customer development managers who sit within the new business team. Okay. How many customer developer managers do you have? Uh, we've got three. Three today. And how big is the total three, And then we've got a couple of sort of BDR equivalent roles. And how big is the full customer success team today? Uh, customer success team is about, I'm going to say 35 probably. And then what's um, total it, team it, size? Within, Everybody at within the company. That, yeah, but within, within customer success, I'm, I'm including customer success managers, support team, implementations consultants, solutions consultants. Mm -hmm. And what's the total um, the whole team company size? company is 100, 160. 160. Okay. So you've hired about 10 people since we last chatted back in July. Mm -hmm. um, you told me back then revenue was about 14 million. So you've added about a million bucks of run, weight, uh, run rate. Is that accurate? Yeah. I think July may have been $14 million. I'm now saying 15 million pounds. So there's ah, a difference okay. there. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. When you told me you're finishing with 15 million this fiscal year, that was pounds or, or, or US dollars? Pounds. 15 million pounds. Ah, 
Okay, so that would be what seven seventeen million something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. That they come to exchange right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So seventeen uh, seventeen million million in ARR, one hundred sixty folks on the team, ten new hires. You've got the CS role cranking. Talk to me. You mentioned one of your key things in terms of upselling is obviously you know they're buying new features, right? Uh, or new functions is what you said. What are right. what are some new features you've built over the past six months that is enabling you to drive and sell into new functions? Well, I mean, partly it's that the initial purchase tends to be a more limited set of functionality, so instant risk audits, and then we have other modules like uh, people and training, assets, contractor that, that people buy. Um, but a lot of our upsell is being driven by uh, a, a solution which we we call Learn, um, and that's about embedding rich content uh, in day to day activity. So. Uh, a, your classic kind of LMS is is uh, is a classroom experience, right? You you go and you study it, and you maybe you do some some quizzes, and you demonstrate that you, you you've done your studying. Um, mm -hmm. We're embedding micro video in day to day workflows, uh, so that uh, uh, imagine this use case, right? So I'm a I'm a, an engineer. Uh, my job is to is to overhaul this piece of equipment, and I haven't done it for six months. What do I do? Classically. You're talking physical. You're working on an assembly right. line. Something I'm, like that. I'm on an assembly line. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm in the plant and I'm doing an overhaul. So what, what would I do traditionally? Well, I'd go to the filing cabinet. I'd get out the file. Hopefully I'd read some of it. Uh, you know, Maybe I'd fill in a paper form to say that I was ready to go. Imagine how much more engaging and compelling that is if I go to the machine I, with my tablet, I scan a QR code. It shows me some video and some diagrams. I do an online quiz. Uh, I do a point of work risk assessment. I do my lockout tag out and, and off I go. And so you can see that we come with that from a, a safety perspective. Yeah. Um, so for us, that's, that's doing the job safely, but actually it's doing the job effectively. And so that's putting safety right at the heart of core operations. And uh, that makes the, the solution very sticky because it's an operational solution and not just a sort of a, a compliance solution as some people might think of safety. Mm -hmm. Now, now, just to be clear. I mean, are you are you working mainly with you know you have a bunch of industries that's on your website? Is the biggest one manufacturing in terms of what represents the most revenue? Uh, yeah, manufacturing is the biggest, but that'll be about twenty percent. So we've got pretty good referenceability across a number of sectors. What's the second biggest? Uh, manufacturing, uh, construction, transport, logistics, uh, food and drink, retail, municipalities, housing. That those were all we've got great referenceability across uh, all of those sectors. And, and just to be clear, it's not just like, hey, worker on the assembly line, watch the safety video so you don't break your hand in the assembly line machine. It's also mental health as well, right? Right. So, so it's about uh, more widely. It's about engaging employees and uh, giving them a, a safe and healthy environment. So, you know, we we can all see the um, uh, the kind of ESG agenda, right? The ESG agenda. You you different people have different views, but there's a reason why we're talking about ESG, right? Which is that we expect uh, organizations, companies, to be good, responsible corporate citizens, and part of that is about looking after their employees, keeping them safe, um, but also looking after their mental health and their well-being. Um, you know, some of the biggest challenges that companies have is, is uh, about engaging with their employees, um, ensuring that their employees are happy, competent to do the job, um, are effective. Uh, and uh, particularly with the rise of remote working, that kind of 
that division between home life and and office life uh, is breaking down. And so more and more organizations see that they've got a role in in kind of employ helping employees to to lead uh, fulfilling uh, work and uh, work lives and uh, social lives. Let's go macro here for a second. Since the last time we chatted, interest rates have gone up four percent. Equity markets have basically shut down. Um, and you know what? What I like to say is the capital efficient founders are the ones that are going to survive, right? So you are very, I would say, capital efficient and very creative, especially considering your origin story. I think founded in nineteen ninety five as She Software. You got I forget how you got involved, but you took it over eventually. And then I think you went out and did a, a six million series A in twenty eighteen, a five million series B in twenty twenty, and at a fifty million valuation. What are you seeing today in terms of valuations? I mean, it's it's really hard to say, isn't it? Uh, I mean, obviously the public markets are way down. Um, my reading of it is that solidly performing SaaS businesses are still getting good multiples and, and, and what does that mean? Are you solidly performing? Uh, I, I'd say that we are. Yeah, I mean, we we we've got a very strong track record of growth, high retention by right? all of the all of the SaaS metrics that you'd like to look at. We've got we've got great performance on, mm-hmm. and so you know we're not one of those two or three hundred percent growth but burn a lot of cash businesses, right? We are, um, you know, in in the kind of we're obviously in the growth rather than the value universe of of investments, um, but you know we're we're demonstrating that. Um, uh, our growth is clearly creating value for investors and creating a, a strong and sustainable business. Mm-hmm. And so, are you guys profitable today? Uh, we uh, we're slightly cash burning, but very much controlled. Uh, and obviously, in the current environment, we're very much keeping an eye on that. So, we will be yep. cash break even by the middle of next year, or middle of okay. this year, rather now. And when you say sort of controlled or manageable burn, I mean, are we talking what, like a hundred grand net burn a month or like a million net burn per month? Oh, oh closer to a hundred grand than, okay. than, than the million, right? Yeah. We've got we've got we've got plenty of cash on the balance sheet to see ourselves through to, to break even. Ha, ha, so, I guess, how do you define plenty of cash on the balance sheet to get through to break even? Is it a number of months of runway? And if so, what's the number you're optimizing for today? Well, given that given that our cash burn is is declining, right? We've got enough cash to to go through to break even. So, uh, you know, in that sense, right, the the burn rate isn't an issue. Yep. And so, and you think it's going to take you about twelve twelve to sixteen more months to get to break even? No, no. I said uh, it's the by the middle of this year. Oh, this year, not next year. Middle of this year. Yeah, okay, well, so I, six... I, I corrected myself because, of course, we're now into January. We it are welcome. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to 2023. Yeah. So, all right. So, if you're burning 100 grand, 200 grand a month times six months, you know, you're basically saying you've got more than 1.2, 1.5, whatever million in the bank. You feel very good about that position. Yeah. Yeah. No. And we, 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 we've got plenty of cash to, to, to trade through. Yeah. Matt, what about the other side of this, right? I mean, in a recessionary period, creative founders like you can excel. You've already proven your chops in terms of deal making. I mean, are you looking at rolling up other EHS companies right now? And how do you make sure you stay creative? Um, no, we're not. We're not. Uh, we're not fundamentally looking at sort of an industry consolidation play uh, because I think the technical integration, you know, is is a big diversion. It's it, it's a tough job already growing a company fast without without facing that. But um, we're interested potentially in some. Uh, we could do some sort of bolt on uh, technical acquisitions uh, where there's interesting technology out there, particularly you know around image recognition. 
would you target right. like two to three person tech teams pre-revenue yeah, exactly. so you're not paying exactly. some so, big so, financial so think multiple? Of it, think of it as sort of think of it as as tech acquisition and a bit of acquire. Yep. Yep. All right. That makes a lot of sense. Well, we're rooting for you. Now, any plans right now to raise capital? Do you have term sheets from anybody or no, you're good? No, no, we're good. All right. Very good. Matt, on that note, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Uh, the, the hard thing about hard things. Yep. Number two is there, by the way, you're consistent. Same, same answer <laughs> as seven months ago. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, yeah, not, not, nobody specific just now uh, i mean okay. everybody looks at elon musk but uh, not 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 to follow his, his not not to follow his playbook number 3 what's your favorite online tool for build, building evotex uh so i think i said last time 155 which is a, a great tool for employee engagement you did david and his team over there are doing a nice job uh number 4 how many hours of sleep do you get every night about 8 that's good and situation married single kids uh, so I uh, have a partner and uh, a stepdaughter and uh, and a grandchild. Oh, that's very exciting! And did you yeah. have a birthday, or you're still fifty six? Uh, no, I'm I'm uh, I'm fifty seven. Happy happy late birthday! Last question: Something you wish you knew when you were twenty? I think that you know, the, there's no need to rush things, right? That you you build your experience over time. You 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 keep your eye open for opportunities, and uh, that's how it all comes together. Guys, evotix.com. They've grown from call it a 10, $15 million run rate a year ago to now over 17 million. So call it 50% year over year growth. They've only added 10 extra people. So that's efficient growth. They've got plenty of cash in the bank, burning somewhere net burn wise, call it 100, 200 grand per month with a clear path to profitability or break even midway through 2020, 20, 2023 here. It's the definition of controlled growth, not irresponsible, all-out growth, burning millions per month, controlled growth. We're big fans. Matthew, thanks for taking us to the top. Yep. Thank you, Nathan. Bye-bye.